On this episode of Writing Tandem, things do go faster because you've had these experiences. And so I just think that's so important to point out and remind people of, of like, if you're thinking about starting a business and you're 50 or you're 45 or you're 62, like it is not too late. Hi there. This is your host, Vivian, and you're listening to Writing Tandem, a podcast that is all things business, entrepreneurship, and the secrets to operating a successful business while still having a life you love. Whether you're a business owner, on the verge of taking that side hustle to the next level, or just curious about the world of entrepreneurship, join me as I go behind the scenes of my own business and the businesses of others, unpacking some of the most valuable lessons you can apply today. Let's dive in. So today I have with me a really fun guest that I'm excited about because I have Todd here, and Todd is the one who makes this podcast happen. Um, I'm sitting right now in Todd Studer's studio, and it's been a really cool journey because I've gotten to start a podcast, which I'm excited about, but at the same time, Todd is starting his own business. Well, I guess I should say, I'll let him explain a little bit. He's been in business, but this whole like podcasting part, having the studio and everything where I'm sitting right now, which is beautiful, by the way, I love coming in, how it feels, and just like everything that's being created here. But I just thought it would be fun to introduce you all to Todd and talk about his journey as he is getting these studios, you know, filled out, having more and more people like myself come in, getting podcasts started and all the things that he's doing. So with that, I'm going to turn it over to Todd so you can introduce yourself a bit, tell us a little bit about you, but then I just want to talk a bit about like what's going on with the studios here and what you're doing. Well, thank you for the opportunity. Uh, it is, uh, it's an honor to be a part of your podcast because I have been here since the beginning when you first started this and I get a unique seat as you're doing your podcast because for me, it feels like I'm getting free TED Talks because you're doing such a great job with uh, giving out the business information and I'm, I'm hearing it before anyone else is and it's been thrilling for me to be a part of uh, what it is that you're doing and to watch how you evolve and grow with this. And, and you came out of the gate very, very strong. So it's, it's been, it's been exciting. And anyway, having said that. <laughs> Thank you. I, just so everyone knows, like this is not a sponsored ad that you're no, doing no. right now. <laughs> but I appreciate the kind words. Like it has been fun. This has been a dream of mine and you're making that dream a reality. Um, and so I think it would just be fun to talk about, one, what you're doing here, because you are making people's dreams a reality through like creating podcast content, things like that. But two, like your dream that you're making a reality. I want to talk about, um, so I'm like, okay, where do we start here? Like there's so much great stuff, but why don't you tell us a little bit about the studios, what you're doing here, you know, what you're trying, what you are accomplishing, I shouldn't even say trying, what you are accomplishing because I'm literally looking at it right now. I like, I wish, I almost wish there was a video component here because these studios are awesome. And it's still growing. We still have a ways to go uh, with this. The podcast room that we're sitting in right now is 100% operational and finished. I have a individual studio that is coming where supply chain issues have been a problem and everything is backed up. We're hoping that it will be in soon. Uh, we have uh, another studio coming that I, can, I can't say everything about that just yet, but 
and also some workstations. So if people want to come in and be able to use the high-speed internet that we have in the facility, that's available as well. My background is radio. People usually hear the what my voice sounds like, and oh, well, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I got into radio when I was 25, and I'm 53 now, so that has been a long process. I learned fairly quickly that I had some skills at that, and I also loved the industry. Now, the problem that I have, and I get called a radio denier by saying some of these things, but it's really true, is that radio is different now than it was when I first got into it. And a lot of radio has not changed with the times. Things are different now. We deliver what we do via the internet. Many radio stations have adopted that and they're going that direction. Others are being dragged along kicking and screaming. However, with the way things are, the money is just not there for guys that did what I did as far as on-air component, whether it be sitting and playing music or, or doing interviews such as this. It's just not what it used to be. So after having achieved uh, the level of a, a network in Denver and I was doing some national stuff, I got caught up in a layoff. I was one of 46 people, I believe, that day that got laid off and it continued on for a while. That was when I decided, you know what, I am not a fan of someone else making a decision on my worth that's never met me. A guy in Manhattan laid me off and he'd never met me. It was based strictly off of how much money I was making. So that shifted me and began the shift towards being self-employed. The studios that we're sitting in now, this concept is fairly young. I had a home studio. I was doing a lot of voice work. I was doing a few podcasts that uh, were recorded over the internet just using a Zoom call. Uh, the quality was not very high. Then some personal things changed, and I, was able, I came into some money that I was able to invest, and that got me thinking, you know what? I wonder if there's a facility out there that I could use to have where we're sitting right now and people could come to me as opposed to me going out and chasing them down. And that's where it all started. I learned a long time ago in business that the way things begin is seldom how they're going to end up. You have to look at it as failure is going to be a baseline and then what do you do with that and how do you shift and how do things change? I thought I was just going to be recording audiobooks and with the occasional voiceover and I'd just be a complete solo artist. That's the way I thought things were going to be. I found out that audiobooks are grueling work and not a lot of fun. So for me, it wasn't the direction I wanted to go. I enjoy meeting people. I always have. I've enjoyed the social aspect of what it is that we're doing. You and I are sitting across from a table right now, each with a microphone in front of us, and I like that. So why not figure out a way to use my strengths? That's what this place is all about. And hopefully I can help other people get their voice out there as well. I mean, let's be honest, sitting in front with a microphone can be intimidating for a lot of people. So let's see if we can't ease that intimidation factor out a little bit and give folks an opportunity to do something that maybe they've only dreamed of. Yeah. Okay. So I have to back up here and ask you a question from early on. So if I'm understanding correctly, you were kind of traditionally employed through a network. Yes. And there were layoffs. And this was later in your career, correct? Like this wasn't like you worked there for two years and then there were layoffs. Like you had achieved some level there and then you got laid off later in your career. Had it ever occurred to you before to be self-employed before that? Not like this. I have... 
let me put it this way. I only really have two skills. One is radio and the other is I was taught how to paint back. I mean, not artistically, but paint houses back when I was in my early 20s. So these are the only two skills I have. I had painted on my own, but there's something completely different from doing work for yourself and being self-employed. There is two completely different things going on there. If you are self-employed and you have a business, you need to do more than just add to your to-do list, which I'm really good at. I'm, I'm very good at that. But the actual running the business part, I'm still learning and I'm still figuring out how can we grow this business and focus on that because two completely separate things are going on simultaneously. So yes, I was, it was 10 years ago when the layoff happened. I did take one other radio job after that at a small market, uh, just glutton for punishment, I guess. <laughs> and then quickly learned that after working a uh, extended period of 16 hour days that I don't have it in me anymore. I just can't do it. So let's sink or swim on my own. Was it, I, like, I've got to know, like, was it scary to do that? Or like, what kind of emotions was it? Because, you know, you have that layoff and um, I know for some, it's sort of this like, uh, never again, you know, kind of that never happened to me again. There's almost this like fierceness of I'm going to go after this. For other people, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm going to make this jump and this feels really uncertain and really scary. Like, what kind of emotions did you have around that as far as transitioning from sort of a, a employed a job to now I'm going to create my own work, my own business. I found out that when I'm under, the more pressure that I'm under, the better I focus. And I'm very fortunate that that is a quality that I have. I didn't earn it. It's just something that uh, just kind of developed on its own. So when I stepped out onto my, on my own and started to have some lean periods where there wasn't money coming in, I got hyper-focused and that's when the ideas really started to flow. And I started with, well, the Council Bluff Chamber of Commerce and, and I host a podcast for them. I've done some other work for them as well. And I've made friends there and you know, with business and any successful business owner knows it's about building relationships and it's not fake. You can't fake that. It truly has to be a relationship and I'm good at that going out and meeting people. So initially, yes, of course, there's there's nervousness attached to that, but there was never any, it, it just always felt like, okay, this is what needs to happen now because my options were limited. Why not for you? Why not just seek out um, employment again? I know you said you did a short stint, but you know, could have gone into painting, I suppose, if you felt like you had, you know, that skill. What was it that really kept you from just entering back into a traditional employment job versus striking out on this completely new thing where it's all yours? Honestly, I think I got a little jaded about it. I think that after having lost my position the way that I did, based strictly off of not the quality of the product that I was providing, but strictly by the number that was attached to my name. You know, it was a chief financial officer for a, a nationwide company that had never met me, that added me to the list of layoffs, and then they had to figure out how to fill my position. And the full story behind that was after I got laid off, I had to stay for an additional nine weeks to get my severance package. So I had to train someone else who made less money than me how to do my job. Oh, yeah. That was not much fun. That hurts. I, 
I don't want to be a part of that culture. Now, that was just what happened there, but my entire mindset shifted. And now the technology is the way that it is, and there are websites that are designed to handle what it is that I want to do. I can record podcasts completely remotely, and the quality, if I get them a good microphone, the quality is almost like sitting in the studio. Now, you do lose a little bit of a component, such as we have right now, of sitting across from each other, and there's an energy that can happen inside of a room. You lose that uh, when you're doing something online. But because of the way technology is right now, everything's changed. And you also know the popularity of podcasts. I think we're early. I really do think that we're early in this industry. And it's going to become more and more of the norm. That my personal opinion is that if you have a company and you are putting out a newsletter, you should be doing a podcast. Because that podcast can then be an audio version of the newsletter. When I read a newsletter, I'm reading it in my own voice. I have no idea if there's any emotion that was attached to that based on the writer. But if the person who wrote it is actually speaking it, it's an altogether different story. Yeah, and it is like this is an exciting time when I think about talking with folks who are considering the move, right? They're, they're traditionally employed, they're W-2 status. And, um, you know, they'll look at me and I get asked a lot, you know, how, how do I decide? <laughs> when do I decide? What, what is it like on, on the self-employed side, on the running a business side? What is it like? How do I make the decision? How do I get there? And I think that journey is really different for everybody. For some, they're to a degree, I mean, you were almost blessed to be forced into it. You had to make a decision. I think one of the hardest things is when you're not. When you are semi-comfortable in your, in your job, in your employment, but there's this like calling that you keep feeling, there's this knocking on your brain of like, ah, I think I could do something else, but you're not forced into it. I think that is one of the hardest jumps to make because you're literally saying, I'm pretty comfortable here and now I'm going to like shake up my whole going to literally shake up my whole world. Your world got shaken up for you. And so then it's like, okay, now I have this reason. But it would also be very easy to kind of just go back into what felt comfortable, right? But that's one of the things I love about running a small business, having a small business. I like being a little uncomfortable. And so that's something I always tell people is like, if you highly value comfort, then I don't think it's the right move for you. But if you're open and you're interested in what, what it could be and experimenting a little bit and you're okay with being a little uncomfortable, sometimes a lot uncomfortable, and that excites you a tiny bit, like then you need to think about it. You should think about making that move. I also think that letting go of the idea of perfection mm. is important uh, anytime you're stepping out on your own. Because it is something that I just recently listened to. I was listening to another podcast over the weekend and uh, they were talking about failure being the baseline that whatever it is that you set out to do, you are going to fail. Whatever image that you have for your business as you launch it, that's not going to work. So you have to adjust. And things for me look completely different now. And they're going to look different in two years than they look right now. That's just a given. I don't know what that path is going to be yet because I haven't walked it. But being open to change and being open to listening to your clients and meeting their needs on their level, 
not bringing, I don't bring people in here and say, okay, this is how you're going to do things. No, let's work with your strengths. Let's find out what it is that you do well now and just go past that just a little bit and see whether or not we can't create something that maybe you didn't even realize was possible. I get excited about that. As I watch that happen for people, I see the little light bulb go off so many times when they sit down in the chair that you're sitting in and they're nervous and they start and they stop a lot. And then when they hear the finished product on the end, oh, that's it. Oh, well, I can do that. Recently, I did a, I was in uh, Glenwood for a Cultivate community event and I took all of my remote podcast equipment down there and it, this was for the Glenwood Chamber of Commerce podcast uh, that I host for them. And I talked to people. I had about eight to 10 different people that were lined up and we did a short little two or three minute interview with each one. And then I combined them all together for an episode of a podcast to a one, every single one of them at the end of it said, well, that was easy. They all say it because once you stop being intimidated by this microphone and understand that we're just having a conversation, the world opens up and it gets easier and people start being proud of what it is that they're doing. And that for me is lifts my spirits. Yeah, that's cool. And it's neat to think about, not that you can't do this. I, I'm, I, although I'm a huge proponent for owning your own business, I think it's one of the most thrilling things you can do. I also think it's one of, one of, so I want people to hear one of, because if, if people are listening and they're like, well, I, I am employed. You know, I don't want them to feel like this is the only way. But I will say if you're having that feeling of you're thinking about it, I think there's a reason there because you have an opportunity when you are literally designing your own destiny. You're designing your future. You have an opportunity to do exactly what you're talking about. You are able to do something that fulfills you in a really incredible way. And you're designing that, you know, it's not to say, as a business owner, there are certainly things that we do on a day-to-day basis that are not my favorite. Like, I'm not like, oh man, this is just the most incredible doing my, you know, accounting. Man, this is just exciting. And yet there's a piece of it where I, it is exciting because it's mine, you know, and, and in my case, it's, it's ours. I have a business partner and I think about that. I'm like, man, this is going to have a really cool impact. I can't wait to share this with Michaela. And the impact we could have on our families or on our legacy or on our business or on our employees or on our community, and I get to be the designer of that is really fulfilling when you get to do that. And you're getting to do that. And I think that's fun to see of certainly I think you probably had fulfilling moments, I would imagine, in in your career before. But there's a different level of fulfillment that comes along when you're like, I am in my place. This is where I was you know, meant to be. And I'm creating it, designing it, making it happen. And it rises and falls on me. And um, you know, if somebody's going to cut me, it's me. I'm going to look at that balance sheet. I'm going to look at, at that and I'm going to decide if I'm worth my numbers. As you were walking in, you made a comment about the sign that is now over my door that's uh, just a few weeks old. My name is on that sign. And when they were putting it up and the first time that I saw it, I went over and I shook the gentleman's hand and I said, you have no idea what this means to me to see you guys here today. I, I, I knew that the sign was going to be installed soon, but I didn't know it was going to happen that day. And it was a difficult day for me before that. And then when the sign came, it was, it was a powerful experience. You talked earlier about what 
got me to this point. And there was actually two events that happened that I think lit the fire under me, truly lit the fire under me. One was turning 50, which happened nearly four years ago. And I know it's just a number and it's not as if I don't have plenty of time because I do, but I don't have the luxury of saying I have all the time in the world anymore. I have to get on it. And it mentally just felt like some kind of fulcrum in life that everything before 50 and everything after, and I didn't set out with that mentality. It just kind of happened that on the day of my birthday, when I turned 50, I just kind of sat there and at first it was depressing. And then it was, okay, this is where we're at. Can't move backwards. Let's get things going. And then we're coming up on the two year anniversary of uh, losing my father. And that in itself showed me life is fragile. We never know. We never know. Every one of us has a finish line, but we don't know where it is. And there's things that I want to do. There's things that I want to achieve. And most importantly, there's things that I want to see. Everything that I'm doing here is a means to an end. And I am trying to lower my own personal anxiety about finances and about my future by doing what it is that I'm doing and by controlling my own destiny in this way. And there's a lot of things in this country that I want to see. And there's a lot of things outside of this country that I want to see. I've never been to Yosemite. I've never, I, w- I want to stand at the base of a sequoia and look up. Mm. I can't do those things without a certain amount of success on the back end. And these are the things that fuel me. And these are the things that keep me going and teaching my children that you can step out there on your own and it's okay to fail and it's okay to learn and it's okay to try a second time. You know, there's, you know, back in the eighties in every guidance counselor's office in school, there's pictures of kittens and everything else with little sayings on there. There's a reason those are there. You know, if you fail seven times, get up eight. I just like to look at the kittens. They're so cute. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a ton of these things that, that I, I call them tips from Todd that I'm usually stealing someone else's, but, you know, and then other ones that I recently did a podcast about social media and, and things that I like to put up there is uh, today's tip from Todd. If you're painting above your head, be sure to keep your mouth closed. <laughs> Which you would know as a painter. Yeah, things like that. <laughs> <laughs> or if you're you're painting that little area above the shower. Be mindful not to bump the handle on the faucet. Yeah. You know, these things have happened. So anyway, these types of things are what keep me going. And I listen to a lot of podcasts myself and a lot of inspirational things. I listen to them in the morning because it gets my day going well. Those things all matter. And if you have a goal and if you have a dream, go after it. It doesn't have to be a podcast. It doesn't have to be sitting inside the studio. Whatever it is, try just get out there and try. Obviously, you have to meet your all of your responsibilities, so make sure that those are taken care of. But time is going to go by regardless. We are in 2022. 2027 is coming, regardless of what it is that you do. So in five years, would you rather be five years into working on some project you've always dreamed of, or would you rather be five years into still wishing you maybe had done something before? Just try. Yeah, I'm with you there. And I love, too, how you talk about uh, – I mean, you're just open about your age. You turned 50, right? And what an interesting age. I've not reached 50 yet. But as I am getting older, 
there is this feeling of like, I have plenty of time. I, there's no, there's no need to panic here. I, like you're saying, you know, but also time is so valuable. And especially when you think about starting something new, that is an interesting time to do that, right? I think there are, I mean, 50, you're starting, for many people, they're starting to think retirement. You decided to think about starting a business. For some people, I think they look at that and they go, oh, that, that's, a, that's a young guy's game. You know, 20-year-olds, 30-year-olds, they're the, they're the ones who get those things started. And I'm like, no, you are wrong. And so I love that about your story is in talking with people, I can't tell you how frustrated, honestly, I, I get when people say it's too late. You're not dead yet. You know, like it's not too late. And no, are you going to be able to do everything that you did when, when you were 20? Maybe not, but you have so much more wisdom. You have so much more. There are, there are so many mistakes that I made starting my businesses. And I was, you know, 26-ish. If I started, if I hadn't started business then, I'd just done, you know, life, had career and everything. And then I started a business later in my 30s or 40s, 50s. Do you know how many mistakes I would not have made? Like things do go faster because you've had these experiences. And so I just think that's so important to point out and remind people of, of like, if you're thinking about starting a business and you're 50 or you're 45 or you're 62, like it is not too late. And to think that it is, I, I think is really, it's cheating yourself out of a lot. And it's, um, it's important to remember all of that experience. I know for a fact, like you haven't even told me, but and yet I know for a fact you have brought those experiences in from your career prior that have made you be able to put this new venture together faster than a 20-year-old who had never done any of the things you've done. Like that, that's just a fact. You are exactly where you're supposed to be. It doesn't matter your age. And, um, and I think people need to lean into that. They need to remember that because otherwise I just think too of like, what are you cheating yourself out of? If you're really feeling that push, I don't care what age you are, you know, go for it. And two, what are you cheating other people out of? If you, Todd, hadn't done that at age 50, I would not have a podcast right now. And that makes me really sad, you know, to think about. Like, and think about the other people, the chambers and the other businesses. Like, you are helping build these other people's businesses right now. And had you not done that and taken that leap, you wouldn't be having that impact on people. And that, to me, I mean, it gives me goosebumps when I think about things that way. What if you hadn't taken that leap? So I just kind of like put that out there for other people too of like if that thing you're thinking about, it's not even just about you and your dream and your security or or that or the uncertainty. You have possible, you not even possible, you will have impact on other people. And and that's really exciting. I One of the podcasts I was listening to over the weekend, I'm paraphrasing here, I'm not going to get it exactly, but it said, live your life as if you have a purpose and that if that purpose is not fulfilled, the world will be a lesser place. Mm, yeah. And that for me is very powerful. I do have something to offer. You know, there's, you talked about, oh, is it too late? Well, you're familiar with the saying about, you know, the windshield is bigger than the rearview mirror because you're supposed to be looking forward. But there's another side to that. The reason that the rearview mirror is so much smaller is because it's so much easier to see behind you than it is in front of you. Mm -hmm. But life has to be lived in forward motion. So get out after it. Just try. 
It doesn't matter if you fail because guess what? You're going to. But failure is only permanent when you quit. So just keep after it. And even if ultimately it doesn't work out, you have gained some wonderful experiences. You have built some memories. And I can guarantee you, you will have created some relationships with some new people that would not have happened if you hadn't gone out and stepped out and given a shot at whatever it is that you want to do. Yeah. Uh, anybody, I encourage you. Just try. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I think it would be really fun to keep checking in with you, Todd, as you're building this, as things are growing. But maybe we wrap up there for today. Absolutely. Um, but I just, I yeah, I think that's awesome. And I appreciate the challenge, you know, that you lay out there and sharing your story. Because sometimes it can be scary to share the story, especially when you're in the middle of it. Right. It, like you said, it is easier to look backwards and be like, oh, yeah, this happened for this reason or I see the value now. But I think there's just so much value in sharing the story as it's happening because there is uncertainty as you're getting something new started. But there's also so much excitement. I think there's huge value there. So I appreciate you sharing in the middle of your story, too. And I appreciate the opportunity that you gave me to sit in. <laughs> I'm an old radio guy. We like the sound of our own voices. So <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks so much. Writing Tandem is recorded on location at the studios on South 4th in Council Bluffs, Iowa, in cooperation with Todd Studer Productions. 